0: You are listening to Unstoppable Actors, the essential podcast for ambitious, aspiring actors with me. I'm Louise, the founder of Standby Method Acting Studio. And every week, I'll be talking with you and sharing how you can become a paid, working, unstoppable actor. Because you can. An acting career is doable. Are you ready? Hey, hey, Unstoppable Actor. As always, I'm super excited to dive into today's episode. We're going to be, you know, taking a real immersive look into this one bad acting habit that you've got to avoid immediately if you want to give yourself the best chance of stepping into the shoes, heart and soul of the character and living through them with confidence and all the feels. So directors look at you and are like, wow, 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 I need this person in my production right now. How do I get them in it? Now, if you're listening to this episode on the 3rd of March 2021, applications for our 10-week method acting program are open and they are open for two more weeks. And I'm so excited. So if you are ready to up-level your commitment to your acting dreams, if you are ready to feel super-duper confident with your acting skills, if you are ready to start earning a bloody good reputation in the industry and to take action on your dreams every single day, then the 10-week method acting program or the youth programme, if you're age 14 to 17, is definitely for you. And I would highly recommend you going to the links underneath this podcast and having a read and checking out these programmes because our actors who are training on these programmes are really getting ahead with their acting dreams. They are doing some amazing things like getting paid filming work, landing new agents or landing their first agent, Getting a flurry of audition requests in. And of course, they are learning how to be able to stand on their own two feet in a production by loading their toolkit up with skills that help them connect to the heart and soul of the character. So, if that's what you want, go and check out the 10 week method acting program if you're aged 18 or over, or the youth program if you're aged 14 to 17. The links are below this episode but let's crack on. Let's crack on. So I know what you really, really want. You really want a truthful connection to every single character. You don't want to feel like you're acting. You don't want to feel like you're giving a hammy OTT performance. And I know you really, really, really want to feel like you're living through the role and you want to come away super bloody happy with the work that you've produced. I know this because I have walked your shoes. I've been acting since I was 14 years old and this mistake that I'm going to go into, or bad acting habit, sorry, is one that I used to make all the time before I got professional thorough training and I'm pretty certain you'll be able to relate to my story that I'm going to share in a second. But the thing that makes this bad acting habit come to the surface is that. We try too hard sometimes. Now, that's not a bad thing. That's coming from a really good place because I know you're really passionate about acting. I know you want to deliver the most amazing performances ever. You want to deliver the best performances that you can and you want to know that what you're doing is good enough. But when we're trying too hard, we tend to force things or we tend to default back to bad acting habits to try and make our best performances happen, but actually they don't. The opposite happens because we're forcing. Our acting can become a little bit mechanical. Now, if you're not sure what mechanical is, don't worry. I'm going to be diving into that a little bit later into the episode. Let me tell you my story then. I first got into acting when I was 14, and I decided to take GCSE drama because I knew that I wanted to become a professional actor. I'd never done any acting classes in my life and I knew I had to start somewhere. So school sounds like a good place to start. And you know, I was brought up in a council estate, so my mum and dad had zero money to be paying for fancy acting classes for me. Their money had to go for food to put tea on the table, not acting classes. So I started with GCSE drama and... I'm going to take you back to when I did my drama GCSE exam. Now, if you are from outside the UK and you're thinking, what the hell is a GCSE? It's literally just the exams that you take when you're in the final years of um, secondary school, age 16. So I was doing this um, performance with two of my friends and we decided to set it in World War II. And we were three sisters who were helping each other through the war, um, our mum had died, our dad was off fighting, so we were literally left to fend for ourselves. I can't remember the full story, but that's that's like the the basics of it. Anyway, so this play that we'd devised ourselves was set one evening, and the air raid siren goes off, and we have to go down to the air raid shelter, and then what happened is a bomb I, I think it like hit one of our neighbours' houses and it killed my two sisters instantly. And we also had another sister, but the other sister was a doll, okay? So obviously we had a little baby sister, but we were using a doll for this. And I have to say, in that moment, with the air raid sirens going off, um, which were being used as a sound effect, and with the acting of my two friends and seeing them die and then me having this baby doll in my arms which was supposed to be my younger sister i was just my imagination was right there and i completely believed in this entire situation and it led to me sat standing still for a few seconds in shock not knowing what to do and then tears just streaming down my face and this had never ever ever happened in rehearsals before and the reason that happened is because i completely believed in it now, I'm going to dive into this bad acting habit. When you're doing it, and, and lots of us do do it, as I said, I used to do it loads until I learned a, a real technique. But when we're doing that, it's because we don't genuinely believe in the situation. Now, I was so freaking proud of myself. I mean, firstly, I was like really surprised that I'd cried. I was like, whoa, where did these tears come from? And then I was just so excited so so excited I was literally on cloud nine and I could not stop talking about this performance because I was like oh my god oh my god I cried in it I really really believed in it and my drama teacher just came up to me and she said wow I've never seen a performance like that before and my friends started to get a little bit annoyed with me actually because I kept talking about it all the time but it meant so much to me you know they didn't want to be professional actors but I did and that gave me the confidence to know that, you know what, actually I can do this. I can access my emotions. I can believe in these situations and I can play these characters. And my drama teacher has really just enjoyed what I've done by giving me this amazing feedback. And, and when you get that feedback and when you have these experiences like I said, you're literally on cloud nine and then you want more and more and more and more and more of it and you just want to keep forming, and you want to get into the next character and in the next production. So that's why I want to dive into this one bad acting habit and I've kind of been like dangling you on a little string because I've not actually said what it is, (laughs) so let me tell you. This one bad acting habit that you really need to avoid immediately and stop doing at all costs is rehearsing how to say lines. It's just not a good way of getting you to connect to the heart and soul and feelings of the character. So I said to you earlier, it will lead to mechanical acting. So what is mechanical acting? Mechanical acting is where you are simply going through the motions like a little robot, saying things the exact same way that you've rehearsed, doing actions the exact same way that you've rehearsed with no feeling behind them at all. And if you think about it, We as actors and aspiring actors are in the art of feelings so there has to be feeling in what we do and by you rehearsing how to say your lines you're actually moving yourself away from your feelings and you are taking yourself firmly into your head and when you're in your head you are creatively dead So you have to learn how to drop into the heart. So I'm going to give you four key steps, four super simple things that you could do today to move you away from rehearsing how to say lines so you can avoid mechanical wooden robotic performances and start to get into the heart, soul and feelings of the characters with ease. And the other thing about rehearsing how to say your lines is it gets really bloody frustrating. I know because I used to do it before I trained professionally I used to stand in my bedroom and just go over and over and over and over and over lines and literally rehearse which line I was going to give the most, sorry, which word I was going to give the most emphasis to, how I would inflect the line, um, you know, the feeling behind the line. So it might go something like this. And I'm just going to use a really basic, um, a basic line. Hey, how are you? And then I go, no, 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 that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound natural. It doesn't sound real. Hey, how are you? Oh yeah, that, that sounds a bit better, but there's no feeling in it. Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? And I would just go over and over and over this and I'd drive myself bloody crazy. It also takes a lot of time to do this and it's just not effective. I've already said it, but it's taking you out of your heart and away from your feelings and into your head. And we do not want to be in our heads when we're in the middle of scenes, we don't even want to be in our heads before scenes. So what can you do then? The first thing that you need to do is relax. If you have been following Standby Method Acting Studio for any amount of time, you will know that I always talk about relaxation. And it's simply because it's the foundation of method acting. It's the foundation of the training within method acting. And it is the foundation for you being able to give your best performances where you and the character are one. So you need to relax your mind, you need to be able to relax your body and your emotions as well so you can get access to them. You see the pressure of wanting to do well and the pressure of wanting to make the lines sound natural and the pressure of trying to make the lines sound right is a form of tension and tension leads to nerves. And when we're in our nervous state, if we can't control them, they will usually dominate a performance and take us out of the character. And we will just be really, really removed from the character. So you've got to relax. You have got to make relaxation an essential part of your process of connecting to the character. And you want to be relaxing all the time before performances before you start reading scripts so you can actually give your imagination the best chance of picking up on all the clues and getting caught up in the story. You want to be relaxing before you do any character preparation work. You want to be relaxing before rehearsals. You want to be relaxing before you do any acting exercises. You must be making relaxation a solid, non-negotiable part of your process. Because if you don't, you will simply keep defaulting back to these bad acting habits that lead you back into mechanical, wooden, robotic acting, taking you away from the heart, soul, and feelings of the character. And I've said this a million and one times in this episode so far, so hopefully it's starting to sink in. So relaxation is the first step. The second step in moving away from rehearsing how to say lines is figuring out why the character is even saying the lines in the first place. What's behind them? Do they want a response from another character? Is there a feeling behind these words? What's actually going on? So you need to figure out why this character is saying the lines that they are saying. Side note, this is also going to make it easy to remember the lines as well, so you don't have to keep covering them up and seeing them back and then looking to check see if you've got it right because that's also a really really time intensive line learning technique and it's not one of the best to be honest but anyway that is a completely different episode of its own so why is the character saying the lines that they're saying figure it out get curious get really really curious and then thirdly you want to figure out what are your character's lines a response to kind of tied in nicely to the last step of figuring out why they're saying them. So are your lines a response to something else that another character has said? Are your lines a response to an event that the character is going through or a situation scenario the character finds themselves in? Are your lines a response to something that's not going right for the character or something that is going right for the character? So what Or your lines a response to. You see, if you rehearse how to say your lines, how can you truthfully respond to one what the other actor is giving you if you're in a scene and this is not a monologue? And how can you truthfully respond to that these lines are a response to? How can you do that? You just can't. You have to ask yourself: Do you want to be a mechanical actor? Do you want to be the actor that acts with no feeling? I know you don't. I definitely know you don't. And I know you don't want to be in your head, analyzing everything and critiquing yourself and giving yourself a bit of a bashing and beating yourself up. Because the thing about rehearsing how to say lines is that usually when it comes to the performance, you will never say them how you've rehearsed them. I mean, sometimes you will, but not all of the time. And then that's gonna to lead to you beating yourself up. And that's not good because when you start beating yourself up, all that leads to you doing is believing that you are not good enough. And you have to ask yourself, is that thought, am I good enough, a thought that's going to help you achieve your acting dreams? Is it a thought that's going to help you give your best acting performances? Of course it isn't. So we don't even want to be entertaining that thought. So if you figure out what your lines are a response to, it's going to make it easier for you to generate the feeling. And then the fourth step. Oh, this is such an amazing step. I love it because it just develops your imagination, it keeps your curiosity sharp. Because obviously, we have to stay curious as actors really, really curious. You know, like children when they're constantly asking, why? Why is the moon in the sky? Why doesn't it fall out of the sky? Why is the sun orange? Why do the birds tweet? Why this? Why that? That's just because their imaginations are ticking over and they are so pure, their imaginations, and, and they're just so interested in everything. And we've got to have that same childlike curiosity. So this fourth step then that will help nurture and foster that childlike curiosity, which you can then use with your characters, is to people watch. Go and watch regular conversations. You could do that within your own family. So you could observe your own family having regular conversations without them knowing what you're doing. And I want you to notice like, why they're having these conversations, why they are saying the words that they are saying. Are they trying to get a response from someone? Are their words a response to something else, like an event or situation? Are their words a response to something going right or something going wrong? Are they in conflict? And then start observing whether or not they're pre-planning how to say these words or whether they are just coming out spontaneously in response to something. And really that should tell you everything you need to know because most of the time they're not pre-planning what they're saying The words that they're saying are just coming out spontaneously. But when we are in our own heads, trying to say lines, how we've rehearsed them, we are not responding to anything. We are not responding to the other actor in the scene. We are not responding to the situation the character finds themselves in. What you could then do, once you've been people watching, if you can remember the conversations, you could then write them out write them out as if they were a script and then you could uh, rehearse, rehearse these words that you've heard now knowing what you know that they are probably a response to another person or a situation. This is a really interesting way to help you develop your craft and it's the easiest way to do it because you can watch people everywhere and you can you know be nosy and listen into conversations. You don't need to be in an acting class to do this and I encourage our acting students on the 10-week method acting program and the youth program to do this alongside the training and it is so fascinating so so fascinating because the thing is lines have to be spoken as if it is the first time you have ever ever said them and they have to be said as if they are spontaneous and just coming up in that moment and not like you've read the script a million and one times. And that's the thing that a lot of actors struggle with, and that's why they rehearse how to say lines. As I've already said so many times, when you rehearse how to say lines, you're no longer in your heart, soul, or feelings. You're just in your head. And when you're in your head, there are no feelings there. And acting is about creating a feeling. The character is feeling something, and those feelings are allowing them to navigate themselves through their scenes and through their world. So what is one thing that you could do today out of those four steps that I've just offered you? I'm going to recap them for you. So number one is relax. Number two is figure out why the character is saying what they're saying. Number three is figuring out what their lines, what each and every line is a response to. And number four is people watch. Go and people watch regular conversations as inspiration for your next role. So which one out of those four could you put into place today? Let me know in the comments. If you have enjoyed today's episode and you are really loving these steps that I've given you, but you know you want to speed up the process and you don't want to be spending loads and loads of time on your own, in your house and not knowing whether you're actually getting these steps right or not or not knowing whether you're developing and progressing, then I would highly recommend you check out the 10-week method acting program and the youth program. These are 10 weeks of intense method acting training where you are going to get personalized feedback hands-on guidance, you are gonna get exercises that you can use, similar to the ones that I've given you today, but very practical ones, And I'm going to share with you every step of the way how you're getting on with these exercises and how you can keep tweaking them to keep improving your acting skills. Doing the 10-week method acting program or the youth program is showing directors that you can be trusted. It's showing them that you can deliver heartfelt performances where you and the character are one on demand, which just makes it a complete no-brainer for them to want to cast you in their productions so check out the 10-week method acting program and youth program Uh, the links are underneath this podcast episode auditions are March the 21st I have been coaching aspiring actors with zero experience into really confident highly skilled actors who just get a lot of gas underneath their bums with their acting dreams and I'd love to be able to do that for you as well and if you've already applied for either program I cannot wait to meet you at the auditions I'm so excited can't wait to see what you do with the scene that I've sent out to you and if you've enjoyed this episode let me know in the comments and put one of these four steps to use today because they're really going to make a huge huge difference and they're going to help you move away from mechanical robotic performances to giving more lifelike heartfelt performances which is exactly what directors want i'll see you in the next episode bye